the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Markets are down. Turn us up. Your Twin Cities radio home for business and investing news. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden committed federal support to assist Texas yesterday when he paid a visit to the Lone Star State to look at the recent storm damage. What I told Governor Abbott and Mayor Turner and Judge Hidalgo and the congressional delegation, that we will be true partners to help you recover and rebuild from the storms and this pandemic and the economic crisis. We're in for the long haul. The House early this morning passed the Democrats' $1.9 trillion virus relief bill. The measure was being considered Friday evening at a Marathon Rules Committee meeting before going to the floor. Speaker Nancy Pelosi spoke of its merits to reporters. Vaccinations in the arms of the American people, money into the pockets, children into the schools. And that report from correspondent Bernie Bennett, Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, is raising alarms over President Biden's nominee to run Health and Human Services. More of these stories at srnews.com. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free radio.com app. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org or corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. You know, Quasimodo predicted all this. But, um, but... Who did what? Come on, man. You brought the face mask, you nut. Like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Come on, man. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. But, uh, um... The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. This is all wrong. It's not getting better, it's deepening. All you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. It's an astroturf farce. It doesn't matter. It's the King Banyan Show. I think you'll find it very interesting and a lot of fun. Nobody seems to care much about it. This is it. Your source for penetrating economic insight. Correlation, causation. Um, um. Razor-sharp analysis and unflinching universal thought. <laughs> Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. What in blazes is this? Call you the future. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Silence! Come on, man! Come on, let's get going. King Banyan Show, second hour, Business 14, excuse me, The Biz 1440. 
Ah! Ah! I knew I'd do it once. <clears throat> Hate it. All right, what are we going to do this hour? What are we going to do this hour? I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about interest rates a little bit more. Because I hinted at the end of the last hour. We had a little bit of a hiccup uh, during the uh, day, uh, during the day on on uh, Thursday. Uh, and that hiccup was uh, was a the, the as I mentioned, the economy is basically generating a lot of debt right now. And that debt is being used to send you checks. Now, in a rational world, everybody does what Jack indicated he would do with his say with it. He would save it and explicitly said, I saved it for my grandson because he, because my grandson will probably end up having to pay down that debt. In economics terms, we refer to this as Ricardian equivalence. Or sometimes this is known as a variant of the, uh, which is more generally thought of as the, uh, uh, the, the is Modigliani Miller, which is an expansion of Ricardo, which just says that the method of financing is, uh, expenditure is irrelevant to the to the expenditure itself. It's kind of an interesting theory, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Modigliani and Miller. Um, but I think it's fair to say, I think it's fair to say that in the in, in how we're doing this right now, we're sending a lot of money to people, right? So, you know, if I wanted that piece of exercise equipment in the basement and they hadn't sent me a check, I could have, I could have um, funded the, funded, the, it's an exercise bike. I could have funded my exercise bike. By putting it on my credit card, um, I could have paid the credit card down by tapping into my savings account, which, when I eventually pass away, means that there's a there's several hundred dollars less in in uh, the uh, estate that gets transferred to my grandchild. Okay, could have I, I could do that. There's not much difference between that and what happened with the with. There's not much difference between that and what happened in this case, which is, I got a, I got a check. I used it to buy. I got a check. I used it to buy a piece, buy an exercise bike, put it in the basement, and at some point the government's going to send somebody a bill to pay for it. Because the government, even governments, can't run Ponzi schemes. They can sustain them for a while, but they don't last forever. Eventually, the market susses them out. And when the market does that, what it typically does is it chooses all of a sudden to increase the interest rate at which it charges or people simply stop choosing to buy to buy bonds. We heard a little bit of this on, on here on Bloomberg yesterday uh, from Mohamed El-Aryan, who was being asked by Jonathan Farrow about about what had happened in the market on on Thursday. So I'm going to play I'm going to play some El Arian for you. There's three cuts of this. So let's play the first cut in which he kind of hints at what happened. Okay? And then we'll explain. If you're the source, which is the Federal Reserve, it's not clear what you do. Remember, this has been mainly a move in real yields. You don't want it to become also a problem on the inflation front. So the Fed is in a very difficult position. And I think the best thing they should do is actually do nothing. Well, so that's an interesting comment. Why would they do nothing? Why would they, in fact, do nothing at all? Because they're kind of boxed between a rock and a hard place. All right? Think about this. If you... If you react to the rise in interest rates and you say, I'm going to increase the amount of stimulus that's happening, which, by the way, they've done in Europe already. You already have EU, you know, European Central Bank governor, uh, a, a Greek one, uh, came out and said, if interest rates continue to rise, we will contemplate putting more liquidity into the marketplace. Jay Powell in the Humphrey Hawkins testimony this week did not say that. 
did not in fact say that. But what did happen, what did happen was, was there was potentially a bit of a run on, on, uh, on one auction this week. Let's play the second cut. Mohamed El Arian uh, yesterday on Bloomberg. Yesterday, we got disruptive yield curve dynamics following the seven-year auction, increasing the probability of a market accident. We self-corrected, which is the good news. But the bad news, that's the second market accident we got close to in two months. Okay, what was the first market accident? It was GameStop halting trading on, excuse me, it was Robinhood halting trading on its platform for certain stocks. It had the, and why did it do so? It is very clear. We talked about it the weekend after it happened, and we speculated because you could read, uh, 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 I think his name was Alex Tenev. Is that his first name? Last name's Tenev. Um, the, the CEO of Robinhood saying, saying basically, I had to get a bunch of money into the clearinghouse to cover the trades, and I didn't have it. I did, or at least I didn't have it right away. I couldn't send the money immediately to cover all the trading, so I couldn't take additional trades onto the platform at that time. Okay, let's go ahead and play the third cut of Elarian. So let me give you an image. In pursuing genuine economic objectives, the Fed provided the foundation for whole building based on liquidity. And in the last few months, we've put more and more floors on that building. The Bitcoins, the GameStop, the SPACs, we just kept on building on the building. And the foundation is low yields. So if people question the foundation of that building, we will find out that the system has taken not too much interest rate risk, not too much credit risk, but too much liquidity risk. That is what we got close to. It happened at the end of January in the context of Robinhood. It happened yesterday in the bond market and after the seven-year yield. It is liquidity risk right now. That it is liquidity risk that's the problem, he says. That's liquidity risk. That's the issue. So what happened? On Thursday, the Treasury Department auctioned $62 billion worth of, of Treasury notes with a seven-year maturity. Okay, so you're buying this note. It's going to pay... It's going to pay... Uh, it's going to pay a certain amount. And I understand what the auction is, right? They announced, we're auctioning these $62 billion worth of notes who wants them? Tell us how much you're willing to pay for them. They'll have a stated coupon rate on them. Okay, and, and I'm not going to tell you what the coupon rate is because, frankly, it's not really altogether that interesting. The last time it had done a $62 billion seven-year auction, it, it had a yield. It, it priced to yield 0.754%. Now, in the auction, what they do is they take all the bids and they take, of course, all the high ones and they just allocate it out until they get to the $62 billion. They say, okay, if you're in this group that you bid the highest amount, and remember, what you bid, what you pay for the bond is, is inversely related to the yield you're going to get on the bond. The more you pay, the less it yields. You, you get point, you make you would have made three-quarters of a percent if you bought that in January. The auction was such that it had what they call a bid-to-cover ratio. This is the mechanics. A bid-to-cover ratio of 2.3, meaning that there were $2.3 bid for every dollar of, of bid that was accepted. Or Okay, that was, that, okay so they had $2.3 worth of bids to cover all of the bills to be auctioned off this time. So they line them up, and what they announce is this is the cutoff. Okay, this is the cutoff price, and implied by that is the yield for that cutoff price. You get that, and that's the yield you get. The yield they got this time was 1.195. That was not the most interesting part. 
the interesting part was the bid to cover had fallen from 2.3 to 2.04. In other words, less people were interested in buying seven-year treasury notes even when the, the bond was paying 46 basis points more than it paid a month ago. So there was a lack of demand for these bonds. That's what the liquidity event is. You go into the market to borrow money, and the money's not there. Robinhood went out to say, I need some money to cover the trading that's happening in GameStop. I've got all these these cuckoo Redditors who are, who are trying to become bandits to do a short squeeze. I'm making money on every trade. You should lend me some money. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want me to do what? Um, the government comes out and says, I need to borrow another $62 billion in seven-year notes. And the market's like, yeah, no, no, I'm not sure. I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure I want that. Market had a little bit of, a, of, of an issue. Had a little bit of an issue with that. So what happened there? And what's the impact of this? We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 14, excuse me, the Biz 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. We're here with another satisfied JTR roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional, and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back to King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. 
Yeah. So he now knows. He now knows the period of music he has to find if he wants me to do the uh, quality FM radio music intros. Um, thank you. A uh, little bit more about that seven-year auction. During the Humphrey Hawkins testimony, we talked about it a little bit in the last hour. I mentioned, I just played a little cut of Powell. There was also a question. Is also, and the reason I, I, the reason I had listened to the Mike Rounds questioning on Tuesday, because he asked about something called SLR, and I'm listening to the testimony. I'm like, SLR. Let me think about that now. What is that? A supplemental leverage ratio. What this basically means is that that if a bank has liquidity and it wants to wants to put money and it wants needs a place so it takes in it takes in some deposits that's a liability it needs a it needs to put it into an asset and the asset of course has an implication for for what the bank's uh, leverage is and if it goes out and buys things it goes out and buys assets with it during the during the recession last year, at the at the in March and April, I think it was in the March moves last year. It might be as April. I I'm, I should have checked this. The Fed told banks that if you hold U.S. Treasuries, they will not count, or they will act as an offset towards your liquidity ratio. So that if your your bank is being looked at to see if it's got enough liquidity to operate. Okay, that you can treat treasury bonds as if they were just like cash in the vault. Senator Rounds asked, I should have pulled this cut now that I think of it. Senator Rounds asked Jay Powell, what's, you know, what are you doing with SLR? Because that, that, that uh, uh, waiving of the requirement of holding reserves against your treasury your treasury holdings that goes away on March 31st and Powell answer is sort of like we haven't made a decision about that we're looking at it right now we know it's coming up on March 31st we're not ready to make a decision he says this on Tuesday Thursday morning or, no I take that back he says this on Wednesday Thursday morning Treasury futures markets get on the 10-year treasury drop significantly. And then an hour, half hour later, the seven-year treasury auction rolls in. The Fed is creating this real issue, holding rates down by quite a bit and not being very clear with its signals. Now, there's temporary issues, and as Elarian says, the real issue here is liquidity. And in order to make sure people are able to manage their liquidity, the Federal Reserve has pushed rates down to near zero so that everyone can borrow pretty much nearly costlessly. This creates a real issue in the market because what you're doing, in essence, is you're allowing firms who in normal times could not even afford from their revenue to pay the interest on their debt to continue to exist. We call these zombies. And you will hear more and more, I believe, about zombie firms. So, also on Bloomberg last night, on Bloomberg Television, Wall Street Week, um, uh, Ruchir Sharma um, is trying to describe what are these zombies and how are they being supported and and the fact that for many of these firms they have not been able to cover their debt service they've not been able to cover their debt service out of net revenue out of their EBITDA um, revenue for the last three years what does this in fact mean let's play this, this is a little bit longer but I want to play this for you this is Richir Sharma on Bloomberg uh, yesterday. Capitalism, I think, is being uh, undermined when you keep on doing these kind of interventions. So therefore, what you see here is a zombification of capitalism in a way. Um, and there's one statistic which highlights this. The number of zombie companies, let's say in the United States today, 
is 20%, which means 20% of all listed companies in the United States have not earned enough profit to cover their interest expense for three years in a row. This number in the 1980s was a mere 2%. You know, so I think that this is the entire problem today with the way we think about stimulus and what the effects are. That the conventional wisdom and the consensus is that as long as you don't have inflation, there is really no downside to having constant intervention in the markets and to having all this stimulus. Because people are trained to think that inflation is what really should come through as a negative consequence. And the point that I've been making is that there are many insidious consequences of this constant intervention um, and always supporting the markets. And one of them is the fact that you have a rise in zombie companies, which is why I think that productivity growth around the world and including the United States has been so weak over the last few years. So this is an entirely different explanation for why these interest rates are bad. So, so think about this. We have seen evidence that the Fed is, and I think there is direct evidence, that the Fed is supplying liquidity in his, and we have built structures in this economy based on the fact that there's a belief that for the foreseeable future, because Jay Powell and his friends keep, and his, and his colleagues keep telling us this, interest rates are going to be low for long. However, at various points, we see glimpses of liquidity being challenged. Honestly, until I, I had forgotten that the rule had even been put in place about the waiving of liquidity requirements, um, liquidity requirements for treasuries, because it happened a year ago. And I had frankly just assumed they would keep it going because why would you even think about changing it? But of course they have to, they have to make a change. And I think frankly, Jay Powell made a mistake in not being more reassuring that that was going to happen. And maybe having his ducks in a row regarding the, the supplemental liquidity uh, uh, requirement. Um, He should have had his ducks in a row for that before he could go to Congress and have that question asked. That was a tough question. My credit to Senator Rounds for actually digging into, or someone on his staff, I don't know that he himself did it, for digging in and finding finding this little piece, because it's, it, it's very important. Prediction, sometime next week, they will announce the extension of the, uh, of, of the SLR waiver uh, probably for another six months. Who knows? Maybe another year. Because you need a place to park treasury securities. You need a place, you need places for debt to go. Because everybody's financing themselves on debt because of low interest rates. It's it's very similar to what happened after 2008, 2009. And this is, and the continuation of this practice is going to be a huge is just causing further dislocation. And I believe that Sharma is correct to say this is going to lead to um, less productivity. Right? Who has two thumbs and loves jo- Joseph Schumpeter? This guy. Right? Creative destruction cannot happen without some destruction. And when you allow zombie firms to continue to operate for two to three years, they absorb tons of resources that may have higher value uses elsewhere. How do we know that they'd be higher value uses elsewhere? That's what the price system tells us. The price system tells us that those goods and services should be moved to someplace else because you are unable to produce enough profit to cover your debt with with the resources you're currently consuming. You're not releasing talented humans. You're not releasing uh, buildings. You're not releasing equipment. You're not releasing uh, um, 
other other inputs in your supply chain, all of that is continuing to produce something that is unproductive, as evidenced in a price price system by profits and losses. The losses are necessary to tell us where not to invest. And that signal is being muted when people are simply able to go into the marketplace where there's ample liquidity being hosed down by the federal government, by the by the Federal Reserve and all that, keeping them from and allowing them to continue to operate. Right? We have to stop providing the vampires with fresh necks to receive blood from. You have to somehow stop this process. And the longer you let it go on, the greater the carnage will be when eventually, the greater the destruction is going to be when interest rates normalize. And I sense that there's serious fear about that out there. Now, to illustrate this profit and loss piece, I want to spend a little time talking with you about the vaccine and the remainder of this this show today. I'm going to play a little piece from my favorite podcast, Econ Talk, with Russ Roberts. I've been a fan of it for over 15 years, pretty much since the very beginning of it. And I want you to listen to a little bit of thinking about that after our governor, uh, Governor Tim Walz, came out with a with a roadmap for how we're going to get everybody the vaccine. What happens when government does it? And what happens when we let prices do it? We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to The King Bing Show on The Biz 1440. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. 
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 14, the biz 1440. I got it right here on my screen. What am I doing? I'm trying to do too many things at once. It's the problem here. But anyway, let's let's talk about this. Great. I've mentioned uh, Econ Talk on this show several times. Russ Roberts, um, who I'm pretty sure I heard as a... Um, young assistant professor when he because he spent a little time i believe at ucla and i was out in claremont at the time um i'm having trouble remembering which year it was but i had a conversation with him uh, over email we've never we've never met in person except for that one time and even then i didn't actually go up and introduce myself so he would have no reason to remember me but we've shared email a few times i i, I correspond with him once in a while great guy has great guests and he had a guest on that i would love to have on this show and i've talked about it quite a bit john cochran uh who is a who is from the hoover institution uh you hear him uh, on some hoover podcasts including uh, uh goodfellows which i think is one of the better podcasts out there as well not as good as econ talk but it's really good um uh with neil ferguson and um I'm blanking on the name of the third person who was uh, chief of staff for uh, Trump. Uh, uh, oh, H.R. Uh, McMaster. Um, anyway, um, this week, uh, the um, the uh, um, this week the the uh, uh, governor's mansion, uh, the Walls administration, rolled out their big vaccine plan. I have it up on my screen now. And they've shown who can. So I'm looking at a graphic. I've put it in the in the uh, in t- with their two links, two uh, tweets at pound KBRS that you can find right now. One of the and the one that's there is my spreadsheet, and the other one in the other tweet has the graphic that they use to describe their plan. Call that has a little thing on the bottom. Roll up your sleeves, Minnesota. Um, and it says, who can get their vaccine now and who will get their vaccine now? So, so far in, the, in, this, in this area, we've, we've said, if you're in long-term health, if you're in a long-term care facility, you're a resident there, you get, you get the shots f- first, before anybody else. Healthcare personnel, you get the shot first, before anybody else. And then beginning in, like, Early February, I actually saw some teachers getting it in late January, but teachers have been getting it, uh, educators, those are working in child care, and then people over age 65. The governor's office came out and said, we are not going to expand our pool of people getting the vaccine until we get approximately to 70% of those over age 65 with the shot in the arm. All right. Now, I can talk about a lot of things with that, but I so I read that and and I will reveal to you. I'm just on I'm just on the uh the younger side of 65. Okay? I I am months away from getting to 65. So, and I'm not going to specify how many months that is. It's not going to happen in the next few weeks. It's months. It's, it's, it's in fact, many months till I get there. Okay, more than, more than one hand's worth of months. So that's, that's what we know. When they come back, what they will do is they said, we will distribute the next one with specific high-risk health con- conditions. Sickle cell disease, Down syndrome, active cancer treatment, immunocompromised from organ transplant, oxygen-dependent COPD and CHF patients. And then food processing plant workers are targeted essential workers who will receive the shot. Okay, then later in April and early May, people 45 to 64 with one or more high-risk medical conditions. Notice. The people with high-risk medical conditions go before those without. Was not true for those 65 and up, but they have here. I find that interesting. Anyway, 
what I had wanted to do is to try to figure out what math are they using to think it's going to take them that long to get to 70%. That's the spreadsheet. I've, I've put it out to you as a picture. You can just, you can just DM me if, if, if you're a friend of at Banyan show, if you, or you can email me at, uh, through uh, the page at the station. You can email me if you say, can I have a copy of the spreadsheet? And the answer is sure. Yeah, of course. It's only got like 11 numbers on it. It's got three links I put onto it to tell you where I got the information. Um, so far, so far, according to the according to the Minnesota Department of Health, on Thursday, 364,331 people aged 65 and up had received the vaccine, at least one. There were, according to the census in 2019, 920,382 people over age 65. So your target is about 644,000 people. You've 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 shot three. You've given the, at least one dose to 364,000 people. That leaves you a, a a bogey. You've got to cover another 280,000 folks. Just so that we understand. The flow of vaccine coming into the state on average for the last four weeks has been 187,000 doses. Let's also understand that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is about to get the EUA and it's going to be allowed to go out there. If you took every one of those doses... And you could find the 280,000, well, do you, actually more than that. You could find 280,000 out of the remaining uh, 560,000 people who haven't received the shot yet. And you inject them, you could, get, you could do this with a week and a half's worth of doses. Doesn't count. I'm not even thinking about whether or not there's some sitting in storage somewhere that they could use now without getting an additional shot. Don't know. But notice, right? They have they have had 1.1 million doses received. They have given second doses to 371,000 individuals. The effectiveness of a single dose of Moderna and or Pfizer is about equivalent to the single shot Johnson and Johnson vaccine. They're approximately the same according to the information that's out there. So let's talk about what John Cochran says. I want you to play this first cut's very short, but but important. So let's play this. This is just the setup to something I want to do in a moment. But uh so I do think what would have worked here uh, was a market on top, allowing us to buy the vaccine. We have to remember the vaccine, this is not uh, a disease that will come and only the vaccine will save your life. This is a technology for not getting the disease. And there's an alternative. Stay home. Right. There are two ways to not get sick. Stay home. Get the vaccine. Right. There are there, there's. There are always alternatives. This is very important how an economist thinks. There's always an alternative, right? We're telling seniors to come get the shot. We're telling those people who are maybe working just on the other side of the line, stay home or shelter yourself. Don't go to meetings in person, et cetera. Don't do the things that you would do. And because of the way we're currently doing things, I did the math. I think their math is right. If they can continue to give the shot at the rate they have currently, giving second doses, which have a marginal impact that's not terribly high, at least that we can see so far, and if they continue to give shots to the groups that are being favored, which uh, according to the according to the little uh, 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 roll-up-your-sleeve Minnesota graphic, uh, includes uh, uh, child care providers and, and, and pre-kindergarten through 12th grade teachers and health care personnel. They, there are some that haven't got the shot yet. If they, they do that, it will take them about five weeks. But that's a choice. The other way to do it is, what if you put a market on top? 
you know what? Let's go ahead and play. This This is the second cut from John Cochran talking about this issue. Well, we are lucky that, that we yeah. can do our jobs by Zoom. Most yeah. people are not so correct. Lucky. So most people really want the vaccine as licensed to go out. It's licensed to go out. And people who got to work for a living need to go out. Now, <clears throat> you're allowed to buy it. So what happens in the first doses? Yeah, they go to people whose time out is really valuable, the CEOs, the rich, the fat cats. So, you know, for the first week or so, they pay 500 bucks to get it. And normal people say, I'll stay, spend another week at home. Then the price Stop. goes down to 1500 bucks. I don't know if you're going to be able to back it up during the break, but if you can, ba- if you can get back the, that last second or two, it's important. If the price is five hundred dollars, if the price is five hundred dollars, you might say I'm not. I'd, I'd rather stay home than spend five hundred dollars on the shot. If the price is fifty dollars, there's a whole lot more of us that are going to be willing to get the shot and surrender whatever else we might have done with the fifty dollars. But there are a few people I can think of. My boss, for whom being here is really valuable. And who might say, you know, it's worth $500 because I just really need to go do my job. It's my, my, my income is high. The value of my work is high. I'm willing to spend the $500 to get it. That's not what's happening here. That's not what's happening here. And people are complaining about where they are on this list. And I say, you know what? There is a system in place that would allow you to decide where you want to be on that list. It's called the price system. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Bang and Show on the Biz 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision-makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Whoa. 
Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. I jumped in early because we got to get through the rest of this. Here's the point. In the first half of this hour, we talked about the allocation of credit in a treasury auction. It's pure, right? People show up who want to buy it. It goes to the highest bidder. The market signal from that told us that there's liquidity drying up. There's an issue. We tied that issue to potentially being from Jay Powell's testimony regarding banks being able to use those treasuries to offset some of their liquidity requirements and allowing them to be slightly more profitable, and the market's going to adjust to that. We do not have that. Instead, we've got the government making in, making infographics to tell us how long we have to wait for a vaccine. There's another way, and that's what Cochran's pointing out here. So he says, I'm going to just recap, Okay, he says, look, the first week that the vaccine's out there, 500 bucks. Of course, it's going to be very rich people are going to do that. Guess what's going to happen? Over time, competition begins to move that number down. Right? You start to move that number down. And he says, so normal people look at $500 for the injection. They say, you know what? I'm going to wait a week. I'll stay at home, I'll, I'll Zoom, or I'll take another unemployment insurance check, or what have you, and I'll do that. Okay, then the price goes down. What happens then? Let's continue. And, and employers already would love to buy this for their employees. You know, Whole Foods at 50 bucks a shot would say, yeah, I'm buying it, I'm giving it to all my employees so that they can restock it. But Whole Foods isn't allowed to make that decision. This just, even if you're just protecting people, which means even if you're buying licenses to go out, that's an economic decision. And the government's rationing rules are just not even thinking about we're, we're buying an economic commodity. We're buying people being able to go out and earn their livings. Teachers should be getting it. Okay. You are buying with the vaccine the opportunity to go out and earn a living. You could do that. You could, you could, and it's not just to earn a living because there is an economic benefit to that, but it could be something else. You could be, you could have sick relatives you want to visit. You want to make sure that you're not giving them the virus. So you get the vaccine. You're not going to get sick, and there's pretty good evidence that you're not going to make them sick too. I understand that that, you know, they're like, oh, we're not really sure about that. You could still spread the virus. It's like we're beginning to see evidence that says that that's in fact not true. Okay, Um, here. So think about that. What's the one issue that we've talked about? The fact that that women are staying home because women are staying home because they're taking care of their children. Yes, there's some men staying home, too. But women and men staying home to take care of their kids because their schools are closed. What about the school districts? What should they be doing? Well, he tells you. Continue. And schools should be willing to pay the market price to get teachers to get it because teachers going back to work means kids can go to school and their parents can go back to jobs. Healthcare workers in a totally free market, of course, healthcare workers would have been first. Why? Because hospitals would have found it completely worth their while to pay whatever the price is to get their healthcare workers vaccinated to make sure they're in there. In fact, hilariously, I just read this morning, the people who make the vaccines are not allowed to give the vaccines to their own employees and are now having a big problem because their employees are getting sick and they're, they're really, they, they, they can't keep the employees working. Well, <laughs> if they have a couple of boxes fall off of the back of the truck and by chance should end up in their employees' arms, they'll get sued, they'll get dragged into court. Stop. That might be the end of the cut. I think I stopped it there. Um, the government is actually enforcing a different rationing mechanism so that if you should by accident end up holding vaccine in some states, 
the government is prosecuting people for giving that to someone when in fact what do you really need you just need a shot in an arm wherever you can find it because eventually we have to have some number that adds up to herd immunity is it 60 percent 70 percent 80 percent i'm not a virologist i don't know i'm i'm staying out of that what i my point by putting up that that uh spreadsheet earlier in this half hour is to say when we make choices about uh, like the chart that governor wallace has put out there we're determining how long people are making those choices the decision to be sure people get the second dose there's real debate about whether the second dose should be should be given or not if you if you if you decide that you're going to continue to give priorities that you're giving priorities so that the, so that you will you will only use about half the vaccine on seniors and the other half on on teachers and healthcare workers and childcare workers you'd still be done a week and a half sooner than you are now by choosing to give the second dose you're taking an extra week and a half to get through the vaccine remember that extra week and a half that extra 10 days in that extra 10 days in those 10 days an extra th- or an extra maybe or maybe not but 30,000 additional people may die during that period because you decided that a second vaccine would be there you cannot tell me that you know that to be better than letting markets decide markets decide how credit gets allocated when we mess with that we get we get bad outcomes it's the thing we talk about frequently on this show the same is true with vaccines when we let markets allocate them, you get you get an outcome that probably puts them in more places better than they would otherwise. I can't go buy a vaccine because I'm on the wrong side of 65. I've got to wait longer. Well, not sure that's the best policy there. What do you think? Respond to us through Twitter at, at pound KBRS. I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you, Wyatt, for your production. We'll talk to you next week. Job Saturday next week on The Biz 1440. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders. In John 3.14, Jesus says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There was a time when the nation of Israel sinned against God. As a result, God sent poisonous snakes into the camp, and many people died. But God provided one cure. He told Moses to make a serpent of bronze, place it on a pole, and to spread the news, to be healed, Just look and live. 
In the same way, the poison of sin is rampant in the world today. On our own, we are hopelessly sick and headed toward eternal death. But just as God provided a cure for Israel through the serpent on the pole, even so, Jesus Christ was lifted up on that Roman cross, shedding his blood to redeem us from our sin. Jesus is the cure if we will but look and live. If you have any questions or comments about this or other scripture, you can reach me at isaiah at thekingdombuilders.com. 